2: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: You know
3: that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers What's going on, guys? They're tuning in to another episode of the Rennie Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and tonight I am thrilled to be joined by Mike Andrews of Nothing But Niners. Mike, happy Easter. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing this evening?
2: I am great, man. Happy Easter to you and everybody out there who celebrates, man. Happy holidays to everyone out there, man. That's
3: right. Uh, guys, if you're watching on Twitter, head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 49ers hype. Join there so we can actually see and interact with your thoughts. If you're commenting on the Twitter stream, we're not ignoring you. I promise we just cannot see your comments the way Twitter has their streaming set up. So again, youtube.com slash 49ers Hype. It is on the bottom of the screen. Join there. While you're there, hit like, hit subscribe, help the channel out. Um, We got a fun, lighthearted type show planned for you guys. I I don't know. The title kind of made me laugh, chuckling about that. But we're going to have some fun. It's a holiday, like Mike said. So we'll just hang out with you guys this Sunday evening. Um, Mike, we're going to get right into this whole Debo Samuel mess. Um, The 49ers star wide receiver obviously is in the middle of a contract negotiation with the team and the fans have went from completely standing for him and supporting him this season to now the same fans are threatening his life, calling him racial slurs Um, all Based off of the appearance of him uh, acting like a diva, I don't. I don't really know how to how to explain this. It's kind of weird to me. W- what's your take on
2: it? All right. So let me start by saying I am completely against death threats, calling people out of their names, racial slurs, and all that stuff. Uh, anything that I'm saying is not justifying it at all. Those people are disgusting. They should be blocked on all social media platforms, so on and so forth. So let me get that out of the way. All right. However, on the flip side, I understand fans being mad with Debo. I completely get it. And to be honest, he brought it on himself. He brought it on himself. Um, When it it all comes down to it, uh, yes, it is contract negotiations, but it's the way that they're doing it. It's this public thing uh, where you have players using their social media platforms trying to turn the fans against the team. We've seen it with Kyler Murray. We've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Now we're seeing it with Debo. Uh, this is apparently like a new thing. Like this is this is the way that agents are suggesting that these players negotiate now. And, you know, Debo isn't Aaron Rodgers. He's not Kyler Murray even. Um, but even Kyler Murray was getting like people saying, well, then leave. We don't want you then. You know what I'm saying? So what do you expect from a wide receiver? You know what I'm saying? This guy is dependent on the other 10 players on the field to do their jobs well in order for him to be successful right where you can't go around doing what he's been doing in the public eye you just can't and then expect people to be like yeah pay debo anything like they were cool when you weren't saying much but then when you started posting too much stuff and people calling you out on it then it's like no this is what you're doing now you're you're putting this wall up between the 49ers and yourself um and there's there's three different things that can happen. I mean, there, there's three, like, there's three audiences that control the narrative. It's the player and his team. It's the 49ers front office. And it's the faithful. It's the fans. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it more. I don't want to do all the talking here, but let, we, we can dive into this thing, man. I, I'm so mad. I did I, I have a, my Patreon page. I did an entire hour show on this, and the audio didn't work at all. <laughs> the whole hour was there I'm in the car I got the music playing I'm smoking my cigar I recorded this thing at like two in the morning my wife called looking for me cuz she was asleep I went out to the garage <laughs> went out to the garage I'm, I mean to the uh, car I'm recording and she's calling me in the middle of the show like she woke up like where are you what are you doing I'm in the middle of the recording so I keep ignoring her messages texting her and everything so I got a lot to get off of my chest with this it depends on how deep you want to go into this uh you let you let me know and I and I'm I, the clip is loaded I'm ready to shoot so you know cuz I He didn't bring the death threats on himself, but he has turned the anger from the fan base on himself. Yeah,
3: I hear you. Um, It's a very kind of new situation that these players entering contract negotiations find themselves in. It's almost like because one has done this type of uh, these type of antics where they delete all traces of the team. They feel like they all need to do it moving forward. And I'm all for players getting every penny they're owed from these giant corporations. Don't get me wrong. But there's a way to go about it, and I think you kind of worded it perfectly, is that do you turn your own fan base against the team that they're rooting for because they want you to also get yours? Um, Before, I'm going to turn it back over to you. I have the clip here, and it's courtesy of RSF Niners. He kind of took a screen grab of the story from Instagram. So I'm going to share this real quick, and that way the viewers, if you guys haven't seen it already, you can get an idea of what is being said so I'm going to play it. Oh, let me change this real quick. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
2: Hey, for all y'all fans, it's in the DMs and death threats and racial stuff. Like, that don't bother me, bro. It, it don't. Y'all the same ones. That was just Hooray and, and Go Devo and da 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 Oh, now y'all... Now y'all want to send death threats and send all these racial, all this stuff. Y'all got it. Don't bother me, bro. I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm happy. So, pretty wild. Again, I'm going to say it again because people are still joining. I am not condoning the actions of those people. He is directly talking about, and it's weird because because players don't respond to people in the DMs. They still have a trail of all the DMs. So, oh, you had a great game. Oh, you had a great game. So <laughs> yeah. F you, you should die. Like he can see that stuff. So that's what he's talking about. You know what I'm saying? But here we go, man. Here, here's, the, here's the other thing, right? He is bothered. He's sitting here saying that don't bother me. Wrong. Stuff that doesn't bother you, you don't address. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Zach, you and I, we do these shows all the time. There are people in the comments that hate us. There are people in the comments who love us. And the you, see, you guys, you guys post every single one. When I'm doing the show, I'm in my groove, I'm in my vibe. I see some of the stuff. I don't see it all, but I see some of it. But it doesn't bother me until you get like extremely disrespectful, like what he's talking about, right? The yeah. death threats and the racial slurs. I'll make a comment like, hey, our, uh, what are they called? The people in the chat that have control, uh, the moderators. Mod- mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, hey, get this guy out of here. Yeah. I've probably had to say that five times in the five years we've been doing nothing but niners. So I'm, I don't see it all, right? But once you cross the line, it does bother you. Yeah. Debo doesn't have to lie and say he doesn't because you should be bothered by what you say. it's okay it's not a sign of weakness True. it's not a sign of your it's not a test of your masculinity oh i'm tough that shit don't bother me you're making a post about it it does bother you and that's okay
3: yeah i mean 100 and the fact that i'm gonna get to these super chats right now thank you both very much um the fact that he acknowledges it i think is enough to show that it does bother him and again racial slurs death threats People switching up on you 100% from just a couple of months ago, that is okay to be bothered by. It's like some men, I don't maybe, I shouldn't make it a man thing. Some people feel like it almost like a sign of weakness to being allowed to be bothered by some things. No, some stuff you'd be like, no, that's too far, bro. Like you got to chill with that. I'm not with that. You're what, you know, you're taking it way too far, mom. Super chat from a uh, guy called Mike. Almost had me break my iPhone. No audio. Happy Easter, my right, guys. <laughs> my bad, bro. My bad.
2: My bad. Yo, you, he should have seen me. Like, I tried to download it and see if it was like a separate track or something. Like, I was going crazy. I'm like, I can at least make it a podcast or something. Like, I was trying, bro. I'm so sorry, Callie, man. My bad. I'm glad you didn't break it, though. I'm I, My apologies. <laughs> and then uh, Sean, hey, guys. Debo's a great Sean. player.
3: Sorry, he is not emotionally mature. This has been like watching a 10-year-old negotiate. Where has he been? I didn't realize how fans would react. I hope he stays.
2: And see, that's the kind of stuff I want to address, if you allow me the time. So if of we start course. going too long, let me know. Okay. I want to, I wanna, I'm gonna compare this situation to a couple of other players in 49ers history and then in the NFL. Okay. Um, you can't go around acting like you want out of San Francisco during contract negotiations and expect the fans to still rally behind you. So it's one thing to be in the middle of negotiations and say, Oh, I want to get this money. Cool. And like you said, I I think players should get every dime they could possibly get hold. I think what Deshaun Watson did was genius, a fully guaranteed contract. I want more of that in football. I want more of that in football before people, Oh, only 40% of his contract is guaranteed enough of that. These guys are putting their lives, their livelihood on the line every single time, not just in a game, in practice. Even in practice, these guys are are risking it all. So I say pay these guys. I'm all for that. If the salary cap didn't exist, give them $40 million if if, if the team could afford it. I don't care. That's not what this is about. That's not what this is about. As long as you're posting, oh, I'm getting this money or y'all see my work, whatever, whatever, the fans are going to rally behind you. They're going to tag John Lynch. Hey, pay this man. Hey, we want this guy. Okay? What you can't do is as soon as Mike McDaniel gets hired over in Miami, post videos of you two at lunch. You can't do that. That's new to me. I just saw this video like two or three days ago. And that I'm going to be honest with you, piled on with all the other stuff, it pissed me off. You can't go around putting the eyes underneath the, 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 the jersey swap photo. You can't post on your social media, hey, I'm looking for realtors in Miami, get at me. Bro, come on! You have an agent. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to post. It. You, you know what you're doing. You're making it look like you want out. And if that's the case, the fans are going to be like, "Well, then you don't like you don't you don't you don't mess with us. We're not messing with you. I'm, I'm trying not to curse on your platform. You don't you don't mess with us. We're not messing with you. So be gone. That's the logical explanation and reaction that fans have. Unless, unless you're Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, because you got nine thousand people who own a half a percentage of a share. Of that team they feel like that's their team right yeah. their voices are a little bit louder than the, the 49ers fan base those people can say hey we insist on bringing this guy back if we can if we can if we can if we can, if we can. right and Rodgers, multiple mvps super bowl champion uh you know his resume completely dims out anything debo samuel has done to this point in the nfl so first understand the tier of where you are in the pecking order OK, then after that, you got to realize something. They don't have much else to cheer for over there in Wisconsin. I'm sorry. They don't. San Francisco, it's a bit different. There's a lot of good franchises in that in that city, in that state, you know? So you can't do that. You're not the same player. You're not the same caliber. And this is not the same kind of fan base. You turn on us, we're going to turn on you. You ride with us, we'll ride with you. OK, you look at Frank Gore. Right. Everyone wanted Frank Gore to come back. Right. The team, they wanted Frank Gore to be extended. I'm talking years ago when he first went to Eagles. No, I'm never mind. I'm changing my mind. I'm going to the Colts. <laughs> like way back then, his first team, non 49ers, everybody wanted him to come back. Right. But Frank Gore said nothing but, Hey, I love y'all. Thank y'all so much. He's always been positive about his departure and his negotiations from the 49ers. And you know what that did? That brought equity with the fans. In addition to your career, in addition to what you've done, we still F with you, Frank, because you still F with us. You, Debo's not doing that. Debo's making it look like, oh, I, I'd rather be in Miami. If that's what you're going to do, then what do you expect the fans to say? No, I'll pay them and keep them here? Outbid Miami? No, you, we want you to want to be a part of us. Yeah. This, this is why we do it, right here. We're not doing this because of Debo. We don't buy Debo Samuel... Teach well, some people do. No offense to anybody out there that did that. My apologies, but you guys know what I'm saying. You guys know what I mean. We're here because we support the 49ers, and once you're gone, you're gone. When you're here, you're here, but you can leave and still be getting love from the fan base. You you understand what I'm saying? Like, he's doing it all wrong. He brought the hate, not the death threats, not the racial slurs, but people turning their backs on him now. He brought this to himself.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think Matt says. consistently on this channel is that, you know, we're fans of the front of the jersey, not the back. That's what matters the most. The logo on your sweater right now, you know, yes, the 49ers logo. And if you're not a part of building that and moving that forward, well, it was nice having you and hopefully you can go to another team. Um, And I, I agree. The way that he's kind of gone about these contract negotiations on social media, it's weird. It's weird to me. And I think I'm still not used to this kind of era of social media and NFL players because they do use kind of every little tool in their arsenal to gain leverage with the teams. And don't get me wrong. They're going up against uh, a colossal enemy and a giant NFL team with thousands of lawyers probably that are trying to nickel and dime you in every way possible. But at the same time, you got to know when to kind of pick your battles and I guess how to utilize them correctly. Um, I saw he was also posting stuff, uh, you know, liking people's p- Instagram pictures that he's with, talking about if it's not 25 million a year, he doesn't want it. Come on. And he's, you know, he's on that
2: too. So it's but like even, that. Even, even that I'm okay with. I was just going to say, you, that's okay.
3: probably cool with me because it's not, him, like you said, posting like he's out with, to lunch with Mike McDaniel, um, asking for a realtor in Miami. You you touched on those. And I thought it's funny because this reminded me of about a month or two ago when I tweeted out and I, I saw you laughed at it. I said, Devo could tweet sh- shit like Kyle and John pissing me off, man. Like I want to, somebody needs to take these dudes out. And then five minutes later, he'll tweet, man, you need to chill. Not everything's about football. And it's like,
2: <laughs> they're not the only John and Kyle. I know. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, They're not the only John and Kyle in the world, guys. And it's like, this is like gaslighting 101. Like you you can't expect the fan base to be smart enough to understand what you're saying, but yet dumb enough to believe you when you say it's not about what it is, what they believe it's about.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And you know, like it's it's so strange the dynamic. Like, even right now, there's people in here saying that what I'm saying is wrong. This guy, you can click the next one. I saw it. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm okay with people disagreeing with my takes, and I'm okay with people saying never listen. I, that stuff doesn't bother me. You know why? Because Jay didn't get disrespectful. It's okay to say, I don't agree with your opinions, right? It's the like Again, it's the racial slurs, the death threats and all that yeah. stuff. That's when people cross the line. I don't need everybody to agree with everything I'm saying. But there's other examples of what I'm talking about. DeForest Buckner and his contract negotiations, right? Joe Staley pulls DeForest Buckner to the side. And what does he say? Hey, man, I'm handing the reins over to you. This is your team now. You're the veteran here. And he says, hey, bro, they told me I'm getting traded. You know what I'm saying? Buck yeah. didn't go out there and, and throw a hissy fit. He didn't say, oh, I'm, I'm looking for new people in Indy. I'm da da No, he left with grace. And I'm not even saying that Debo's going to leave. I want to be very clear. I want Debo here. I want Debo to get paid. What I'm saying is you can't be upset that people are turning their backs on you when you make it look like you don't want to be here. I said this a couple weeks ago. Callie's going to get to it in, in the comments. You're going to see it. I said this a couple of weeks ago on my Patreon, if Debo's not careful with the stuff that he's posting on his social media, the fans are going to turn against him. I said, as quickly as they'll rally for you, they will turn their backs on you as soon as they feel betrayed by you. And that's unfortunately the part of the negotiations I just having to deal with right now.
3: Yep. Uh, Callie says, Mike called it. He said, if Debo wasn't careful, fans would turn on him. With that said, those idiots sending him death threats, racial slurs are not fans, do not represent the faithful. Exactly. Um, So let me ask you this, because we talked about this last week, Matt and I, um, he has, I don't want to say refused, but he's obviously not with Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk getting this valuable work in. Does this
2: bother you at all? It does. And Wayne and I got into this on our last show. Um, It it didn't bother me until I heard the Matt Mayoko interview with him. And Matt Mayoko says, oh, the guys are going to be out in Southern California working out. Are you going? And he was like, man, I ain't going to Cali. That's how he said it. And they were like, what? He was like, yeah, I, I work out in Miami.
1: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
3: NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan. Even if you live far away.
2: Devontae Adams and and, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't work out together in the offseason. I said, yeah, but they have five years of chemistry together. (laughs) You know, this is a new quarterback coming in here. The report that I saw said that there were six wide receivers out there with Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld. It's not just so this is something that the team is trying to put together, not a mandate. Obviously, it's not a mandate, right? They can't mandate anything, but the team can urge, they can suggest certain things happen. The team wanted these guys to get together and work with the wide receivers. I didn't hear anything about tight ends. I didn't see, say, all pass catchers. There were no running backs there. There were six wide receivers there. Wayne and I looked it up. The the team signed two wide receivers, and that made a total of nine wide receivers on the roster. We signed two, and Debo wasn't there. Well, what's the rest that's there? Six. All other wide receivers were there. You don't want to build a chemistry With the guy that's going to be the quarterback of the team? It just doesn't make any sense to me, especially because I think the dynamic of Debo's game is going to have to change when Trey Lance gets here. Jimmy's weakness, throwing outside the numbers and hesitant to throw the ball downfield. Debo's weakness, he leads the team in drops every single season. No one talks about that. I'm not here to play anti-Debo because that's not my thing. But Kyle saw one weakness and he saw the other weakness and he said, how can I keep these two guys on the field at the same time? Get him the ball closer to the line of scrimmage. Passes of two yards or or shorter, put him in the back as a running back, put him in the backfield as a running back. Kyle went out of his way to form this offense around him and Jimmy. Jimmy's not here anymore. You got a guy who wants to throw the ball downfield. You got to go out there and get that rapport. And you got all training camp. Right. So I like I said, I understand he doesn't have to be there. It was the way he said, man, I ain't going out there to California. And Matt was like appalled, like not even appalled. He was like shocked by the reaction. It's the way he said it. And he's like, "Wait, what? What do you mean? I, can I play that audio?" Yeah, yeah. Do you have it? Oh, hell yeah, I have that audio. I, I was trying to find it on my show when we were doing it live, and it's so crazy because the very next time that I hit play was where it was, and I didn't I didn't uh, have it in time. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Is it going to pick up where I left off? At a time when the NFL draft is coming into focus around the. Sorry, lane, there to be no, no, no. Rain. You're good because You're good. I. I play this thing at like 1.7 speed. I can't listen to that Yoko <laughs> talk normal. I feel like my eyes are like sliding off of my face. All right, I don't have the exact spot, so I don't want to you know, you unfollow
1: people on social. I in front of. I mean, Debo Samuel said on uh, this podcast, Super Bowl week from L. A. Uh, that he wasn't going to be working out in California. In fact, let's listen to what he had to say. It sounded a little bit suspicious. Uh, he I'm trying to get him to come down to Miami as well. Uh, is he telling you, no, you come
2: where I am? I <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just back and that. forth right now, but I ain't training no California. Uh, What's that? Uh, this is not where I'll train at. So, yeah, he's trying to get me to come out there where he is, and I'm trying to get him to come out to Miami. Cool. They're communicating. Debo, you're a wide receiver. You don't dictate where everybody goes. I'm not saying Trey Lance can't go out there and work out with you. That would be great if they did that, right? But if seven, eight people are already here, you want them to all say, oh, never mind, Debo's here, we're going to go there. That's not how the NFL works. Never in the history of any franchise has a team been based around one wide receiver.
3: Yeah. It it is weird. It it reminds me of, and I really do, I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but I think it was – trent williams and debo last offseason trent williams is getting a haircut instagram live he connects with debo and they're talking and he goes hey man where you at and he, goes, he says where he is and he goes oh you're coming back to cali and Debo goes man fuck cali i'm not going there anytime soon and I trent was it. like yo like the fans love you don't say that what are you talking about and he goes oh no it's nothing to do with the fans just i, I don't want to be in cali if i don't have to debo said that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he was talking to trent he was talking williams? to trent williams yeah I remember it was right after Trent got his, his contract extension right. and they were FaceTime or uh, Instagram live and together. And I remember I was like, there may be he, something here.
2: Maybe he has friends. And, no, I, I think maybe he has friends and family out there and he wants to spend the offseason season there. These guys put in a lot of time. Right. And when you get a vacation, you don't want to be working on vacation. So I listen, I'm completely, I, I side with that as a working person. I get that. I understand that. And I side with that mentality, but it's the way he's going about saying stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, Listen, if you and I are arguing back and forth, say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please don't cut me off. Let me finish my thought. That's one way to ask. The other way, hey, shut the fuck up. Let me finish talking. Right, right. Two, same exact message, two different deliveries, two different reactions. People are going to hear that and feel a way about the way you do it. And so he's got to keep that in mind, man. Like that's, that's all I'm saying. And I agree
3: with you 100%. um, By the way, Callie says, we'll smith that like button, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> we'll smith that like button, guys. Subscribe while you're here.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh,
3: TC, uh, Diva Samuel is being a diva, bro. I'm telling you, don't be surprised. Traded the Jets for pick number four and 10 in the first round. I don't think he's going to get traded, but Mike, let me ask you. Would you classify all of his antics that we've seen? And I, and I hate to say it like that, all of his antics. Like he's done. Him. Okay, okay. That's not, that's not what I'm asking ask you, but. Oh. Would you classify that as him being a diva?
2: <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's, it's part of the game right now. It's 2022 negotiations. This is, this is a new wave. Imagine if Deion Sanders had social media back then. Um, You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, imagine if Michael Irvin had social media. Unfortunately, this is the new way of negotiating. Uh, it's get the fans on your side, make it clear what you want publicly, so that way, when it doesn't happen, the fans know exactly why it didn't happen. I'm not going to call it a diva. I'm going to call it generation whatever they are, Z. I, I don't know. I don't know. I lost the count. Of millennials. Yeah, I, yeah. I lost count of the generations after X. Maybe it's X. I don't know. But wherever they are, that's that, shit. Punch the shit out of my microphone. That's where. <laughs> that's where we are right now. Unfortunately, I'm not going to call him a diva. I think he's doing what his team is asking him to do. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's
3: this weird new era we're in where we do get behind the scenes look, whereas before we probably wouldn't. You know, 10, 15 years ago when all these contract negotiations were going on, this stuff very well could have been happening. Similar stuff, obviously, Instagram didn't exist. You couldn't unfollow your team. But stuff like that could have been happening players just our fans excuse me just weren't keen to it because we had no idea what happened we had to, we didn't have this behind the scenes look into their everyday lives they didn't have instant access to them on instagram live or instagram story stuff like that so maybe now it's just the new era of negotiation um jay said look debo is doing with all these young players what all these young players is doing i assume so let's not act like this is new that's exactly what we're saying it's not necessarily his fault this is the era he's in of contract negotiation um it's just what? kind of the way
2: it's gone about being done. But did, so, okay. So let me go back to Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers was doing the same thing. That's but right. Different, uh-huh. But different. Aaron Rodgers didn't say, hey, I'm looking for a, a, a realtor in Denver. You know what I'm saying? Because Denver yeah. was one of the teams that they were dangling in front of him. He wasn't going out to lunch with the Denver head coach. First of all, isn't that tampering? Like, where's the flag on that? Just number one. Like, what where, yeah. is that? But, I mean, anyway, it's 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 very, very different. It's very different. It's one thing to negotiate. Aaron Rodgers is posting pictures cropping himself out of being next to Cobb and, and Adams, right? And he, he removed himself from the middle. And the last hurrah. And I appreciate everything Green Bay has done for me. And I don't know where I'm going to be playing next year, but I'm going to be playing. It wasn't, I'm out of here. Hey, Miami, come and get me. It wasn't that. There's a difference. There's a difference. And so, you know, it is going to be public negotiations from here on out i get it i see it but again it's what you say and how you say it
3: and that's exactly what it is um terrence says i just find it funny that niners fans drag kyler murray for doing the same thing debo just did when debo did it the energy wasn't the same I-, I i don't think it's quite to the level that kyler did though we saw kyler basically come out and ask for a trade they had that weird statement his agent put out um mm-hmm. The the team is basically implying that he quit on them in the playoffs. I wouldn't quite say it's to that level, but there's similar antics, just maybe dialed back a little bit for Debo. Could it get there? Yes, but I just don't think it has yet. Maybe Mike feels differently.
2: No, um, that that Kyler situation was very very strange. It's still um,
3: happening. It's still happening.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's just it's ugly. I mean, I I don't know how it's going to play out, but again, to what I was saying about Debo. Kyler doesn't have the resume yet. Now, like, granted a couple winning seasons, and you know, that that franchise that you have free agents wanting to go there now because they have a quarterback who's willing to throw the ball. But I just, I, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't call it with that. I can't call it with that. Um, but he's saying that Niner fans dragged Kyler for doing the same thing that Debo did. When Debo did it, the energy wasn't the same. When Debo started, the energy wasn't the same. But now, Niner fans that were dragging Kyler. Cardinals fans that were dragging Kyler are now dragging Debo. That's what's happening now. So it is coming back. It's coming full circle. Like, that's what's happening.
3: He says, I'm just talking about the deleting of the team photos. Yeah, to that extent, yeah. It it is funny. When he cleared his Instagram, I saw Ben Albright getting into it with uh, Brad Graham of the SF Niners. I don't know if you saw that when that happened. I didn't. Brad goes, or excuse me, uh, Ben Albright was very, very insistent on the fact that it was nothing more than a new marketing firm that was put in place by Kyler Murray. And Brad was basically saying what type of marketing firm would basically turn your own fan base against you. Like it's a weird move. right? And it got a little personal, it was a weird interaction, but I just thought it was funny because a couple of months later, it looks like Brad was right. And it kind of was something more to that, mm-hmm. you know, deletion of all these team photos.
2: Yeah, and, and here's the other thing, both can be true. A marketing firm has your best interest in your dollar amount and, and at heart, both can be accurate. That's the other thing too. It's not pick one argument and stick with it. Right. So for listen to what we're saying, for example, right. We want Debo here. We want Debo to get as much money as possible. We don't like how he's going about negotiating. Both can be true. Yeah. Sometimes. And usually both are true. You know what I'm saying? Um, I messed up by saying trade Debo. Yes, I would do it, but my bad. Cause I, I thought that's what you were asking me. And I just jumped out there on that, <laughs> on that ledge. Um, but that's, I'll let it go all right we got a super chat from Fernando
3: hey Zach and Mike you think Debo is worth a 30 million dollar contract if he wants that if he wants that will it happen also do you think the secondary will be better 30 million per year obviously um I'd say no
2: I I no 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 it's tough Go go ahead No 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 go ahead well, that's that's kind of why I said I would trade him, right? And it's not against Debo. I want Debo here. I, I can't. I'm going to keep saying that because people are going to take what I'm saying and, and take it out of context, right? But I'm going to be completely honest with you. Debo stock is never going to be higher than what it is right now, and I sincerely doubt he duplicates the production of he had this season yes. again. Uh, so I say trade him while the, while it's high. This is as far as a business decision. You do it right now. He's he's looking like he's disgruntled. He wants out, right? I'm not paying a, a, a wide receiver thirty million dollars. If Jimmy was still on this team, he'd be making more than Jimmy. Like that's that's insane to me. That is, that is crazy to me. Um, and it's not sustainable because you see what the Packers did. They paid Aaron and hey Devontae, see you later, buddy. Like it's you can't you can't do both. You can't do all of that. We have the highest paid. Uh, we have the highest paid uh, Fred Warner linebacker, well, second highest now. Um, we have one of the highest paid defensive tackles in Eric Armstead. We have the highest paid left tackle. We have the highest paid fullback. We have the highest paid tight end. There's only so many times you can have the highest paid at a position on one team. Devo, you're not getting 30 million. It's not happening. Now, again, I respect the whole, if it's not 25, then I don't want it because that's not the highest paid. That would put him around third or fourth as far as annual salary so i'm i'm not mad at that i don't know how sustainable it is the language and all that stuff would make a difference i mean i'm sure they can make it work but it's just 30 million absolutely not
3: yeah i i'm saying no to that um Bosa's is coming up obviously in two years roughly three tops trey lance is going to be coming up these are huge contracts the 49ers are going to have to account for record-setting contracts and mm-hmm. like you said how many times can you set the record at the position at, at you know at each different position it can only yeah. have so many times before you break the bank and this is what I didn't understand with with fans as well talking about man John and Parag always do this they never pay these players and I'm like what how is it how, how is this a, a, a belief out there by 49ers fans like you said Fred, Trent, George. Uh, Eric Armstead, you know, basically the only key free agent the 49ers did not sign was DeForest Buckner, and they could not afford to do so. Outside of that, they've set the market for each of these key free agents and And, their respective positions.
2: And people forget, like, they go after after their guys. Like, you know, Kyle Juszczyk was a free agent acquisition. Mm -hmm. Um, You look at what they did with Jerick McKinnon, people forget what his contract was like, but he was a top five paid running back at the time. You know, like they, they pay these guys. Don't, don't ever let somebody tell you that the Niners don't pay their guys. They do. If they want them, they pay them. So, uh, you know, Debo just happened to be, uh, I mean, Debo, uh, DeForest just happened to be a, a casualty of, you know, the cap and future plans. It was something that they couldn't, they couldn't swing. Uh, but to answer the rest of his questions, I do think the secondary improves this year. Um, because I think the defensive line improves this year. I really, really do. Um. I think, I think those is going to go crazy because he's going to get some help on the opposite side of him. So I do think the secondary improves when the defensive line is going to be clicking and firing the way that it can. Uh, and you, you go back, I'm not even saying it's going to be D Ford, but he's posting nothing but football clips right now. D Ford is either looking for a new team or he's planning on coming back to the Niners. And if we can get just seven or eight games out of this guy and you got other guys like ebu and, uh, What's the other dude's name?
3: Well, they got Heider uh, back now. They, Hider, got, yeah. they just signed uh, Kamoko Ture.
2: Yes, the guy from Jersey. Yeah. Oh, my. Like, listen, they're loading up on that defensive line. Yeah. On the edge in particular, they're going to have a very, very healthy rotation, and the league is going to pay. The league is going to suffer at the hands of the 49ers defensive line. I have full faith in that. And by the way, last year, last year was D'Amico Ryan's first year as a defensive coordinator and look how good this team was he's only going to get better it's going to be scary and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch
3: yeah i hear you man it's tough losing dj jones um arden key but at the same time they brought back some or they brought in some cool guys that i'm really excited about these are the guys that the 49ers within the last three to four years have been able to kind of turn into reclamation projects and have success at. I mean, last year, Arden Key, nobody wanted to touch him with the 10-foot pole. 49ers get him in here. He has, what, six and a half sacks, six sacks, something like that? Five and a half, six, Five, Yeah, like exactly. And then he comes out and he's somewhat of a, you know, hot commodity for a low-risk, high-reward type player. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. I mean, Kerry Hyder two seasons ago, a lot of fans, including myself, were singing his names, you know, like crazy, each and every yeah. week. And then he goes to Seattle, essentially robs money from them, doesn't do anything, and then comes back. I'm excited. I think he can still have something in the tank too.
2: Yeah, he comes um, back on the low. And it's no coincidence, his two best years were both under our uh, defensive line coach yeah. and Chris Kosarek. So it's not a coincidence. He, he's coming back where he knows he can play and perform well. Yeah. This defensive line, I'm telling you guys, it's going to be freaking scary. Ominahue was the other guy. I been yeah, hearing yeah. people mention Ominahue. I, I don't see it. Doesn't mean it's not there. I thought he was solid towards the end of last year. He got better. He got better. Yes, it
3: he improved over yes. time. Um, <laughs> I don't. I. I just. He's like a fine wine, but I, I don't think that they, okay. they should be expecting six, seven, eight sacks out of the guy. If he could chip in two to three, mm-hmm. solid trade. I mean, what do they trade from a six round pick or something like that? I mean, right. It's like right. a Jordan Willis type to me. Um, Before I move on, though, it's ninety five Mike. Yeah, sorry. Jordan sorry. Willis, exactly, yeah. Mike, if you would trade Debo, what would you want for him?
2: Debo's going to get a first plus, no matter w- w- who it is, no matter what team it is. Draft day, doesn't matter. He's going he's gonna to get at least a first and more. Uh, you might be able to get a first and a second for a guy like Debo Samuel because he showed, oh, this is going to sound like Jimmy. He, he showed that you can have an average quarterback and get solid production out of him. He's he's clearly a very good weapon that any team would want on their roster, especially if you have a struggling quarterback. You want to get some production. You want to build a quarterback's confidence. Debo is the type of guy that you want. The thing is, I keep hearing Kyle talking about um, uh, uh, Trey Lance. He's saying Trey Lance is plenty confident. He's not looking over his shoulder. He's not nervous. And he's ready to get in there and go. So, I just don't know how much of a fit it's going to be. I don't think that we see the same type of defense uh, offense, even if Debo is here. And I, and again, I do hope that he's here. Um, I don't know if we can get two first for him. I wouldn't rule it out. But look at what Tyreek Hill got. Uh, look at what the Chiefs got for Ty. I don't think they got two first. They got a bunch of picks, but I don't think mm-hmm. it was two first. So I don't know if we're going to get that for Debo uh, because, again, people are going to say Debo only did it one year. We can't give you that when Tyreek Hill is a 1,200-plus-yard guy every single season. You know what I'm saying? So Deebo Debo did it once, and he's, he's not quite to the Tyreek Hill level.
3: So when you talked about a few minutes ago how his stock could be at its highest, um, he will probably never have a season like he just had. I talked about this within the last one or two episodes. I don't remember when exactly, but is it tough to want to pay a player based off of what they just did and not what you anticipate them to continue to do. Um, Because I can't imagine the 49ers just sitting there thinking, yeah, you just had like an 1800 yard season. You'll probably have that again next year, maybe a hundred, 200 yards off. Like you said, they're going to have a completely different style of offense. He's not going to have, you know, 800 yards rushing or whatever the hell he had. Um, It is a wild stat that he had, and I think it unfortunately will be the outlier when we're looking back in a couple of years. do you what how do you how do you take that in and kind of grade that when you're looking right. forward to giving him this contract extension?
2: Yeah, no, it's a good question. The thing is you pay a player for partially what they've done, mostly how you project them going forward in your system. Uh, that's how contracts are done for extensions. Not free agency. There's a big, big difference. Um, In free agency, you're going to overpay because you just simply have to outbid people. You're going to overpay in free agency. When it comes to an extension, it's this is what you've done. Thank you. Here's X amount of dollars. And this is what we expect you to do. Here's X amount of dollars for that. Um, If the 49ers... Now, I want to be clear here, right? I don't think it's impossible for Debo to be another 1,200-yard receiver. It's the rushing yards that are going to come down. He had more rushing touchdowns than receiving touchdowns. That's not going to happen. It's, it's not it's not going to happen this year. I'm sorry, it's not. Every time he lines up in the backfield, teams are going to be like, yeah, okay, all right, we know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? So um, could that be a tool that the 49ers use, let them stack the box from Debo's in the back and then take a shot downfield? Absolutely. But that means that they're anticipating that and his production is still going to go down. Um, so I don't think you can pay him based off of that and expecting that. Uh, same production going forward. You can't do it.
3: Yeah. I I, I hear you. And I agree. 100%. It's tough because he did have a hell of a year, but that's likely the best year statistically he will ever have. Do the 49ers need this type of a year from him moving forward to have success? I don't think so. I I don't. And I think a large part of that is because of the style of their new quarterback. And if all pans out well, hopefully you can stretch the field a little bit. You can throw out the, the numbers, just like you said, and we're not needing these one to two yard passes, you know, beyond and behind the line of scrimmage to get the ball into your playmaker's hands. Cause you don't trust your quarterback to throw the ball five to seven yards down the field. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I agree. It, it's mostly what you envision them to do in the future. Um, we got a super chat from Sean, Brandon. Ayuk. sold out for the team grew up in Rockland where the Niners training camp used to be. I don't want to watch a player that dislikes where he plays. There is that weird energy that happens where a player is not completely bought into their environment and their team. I never got that feeling from Debo Samuel um, prior to this offseason. But tell me if I'm wrong. Debo Samuel, to me, I'm getting the vibe that he's too cool. you know what I mean? Like, he's too cool for you, too cool for your friends. He's too cool to take things seriously almost. Like I just come in, I do my thing. I I I don't even wanna put words to paper or exactly how I do it. I just do it and that's it.
2: Yeah. You I know, know, um I, I said it in the middle of the season. Um there was a red flag and the guys told me I was overreacting. Right. And this is I listen, guys, if you if you guys watch nothing but niners, if you guys have known me. I look at everything in the pressers, body language, the weight, how how quickly people react and things like that. They're, uh, if they're looking up to the right or if they're looking up to the left, and I know that was backwards on camera, but I did it the right way, I promise you guys. Um, I, I look at all of those things, and the one thing that I, I can't help but remember is they asked him, hey, do you study? Oh, I can't. What receiver was it? They were like, do you study film of this guy? It was someone on the Rams, I believe. Was it Cooper Cup? They were like, "Do you study film with Cooper Cup to work that into the way that you know you play receiver?" He was like, "No, I don't study receivers." And they were like, "What? Why?" He was like, "Because I'm not them, and they don't—they can't do what I do." That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "Guys, this is a red flag." They were like, "Nah, you're 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 looking into things too much. You're looking into things too much." But with that being said, I I don't think that Debo's too cool, right? Confidence can be mistaken as arrogance. It's, it's a very, very thin line. Again, it's about the delivery of it, right? Imagine this. Devo didn't say any of the stuff that he's saying and it's a big game and he goes to microphone and says, Hey, we've been preparing, we're going to be ready, right? That's confidence, right? I don't study other people because they can't do what I do. That's arrogance. That's not confidence. You get what I'm saying? Like, and so I don't, I don't know that he's too cool for school and I don't know if he, he looks down on people and you know, I, I do know that he's not afraid to speak his mind. If you put a microphone in front of him, don't ask a question you don't really want the answer to. And I personally have an appreciation for that. I like someone who's going to tell you how it is. You know, That's why I like, as much as I hated Seattle, I love watching Marshawn Lynch talk. I I would watch the pressers for them just because I was so entertained with a guy who, hey, I don't want to be here. I had nothing to say. Hey, did you guys have popcorn today? He's asking the interview because he don't want to answer their questions. I'm just here so I don't get fined, right? people are fed up with putting a microphone in front of me so you can get a sound bite and a sound clip and it's going to take some growing and maturity from Debo and Debo he'll he'll get there he'll get there i don't want you guys to think that i'm against this guy at all cuz that's not the case um but he should he should be confident in his ability he's probably the best offensive weapon in the nfl i'm not going to lie to you guys he's probably the best offensive weapon in the nfl because of how um how how much of a variety of things he can do you know but at the same time I said it a couple minutes ago this dude had an offense catered around his restrictions and ability so it's, it's both of them his negatives and his positives and the quarterback's abilities and Kyle made the best of it look I I think about this. this is something else god damn it I wish that that episode didn't get deleted or the audio went through this is something else I said Kyle Shanahan has made a best player on offense everywhere he's gone. He made Matt Ryan an MVP. He's never sniffed that conversation again. Not once, not before, not after. Kyle goes, boom, I got an MVP quarterback. And our worst year, well, one of our worst years here, he turns George Kittle into a household name, a fifth round pick, best tight end in the NFL. Kyle did that. And now look at what he's doing for Debo. Even if you don't include Debo, ignore Debo. Right, seven teams for Raheem Mostert, and everybody wanted him. All of a sudden, I'm out here in Philly, and Philly fans go, "Oh man, we had this guy on our roster. We let him go. I can't believe we fucking did that. Look at the talent this guy has." Kyle makes stars on offense. That has to be part of the negotiations. I'm sorry, but it has to be included in what's happening out here. We can't sit here like, like Kyle can't do it with somebody else because we've seen him do it with. Everybody else with a different position everywhere. Julio Jones, right? That man is that man. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Kyle got him in his prime. I'm not going to say that Kyle made Julio, but Kyle definitely made Matt Ryan that MVP. Kyle definitely made George Kittle the guy that everyone said is the best tight end in the NFL. And Kyle made people want Raheem Mostert, not as a special teams gunner, as an actual running back in the NFL. That goes a long way. We can't continue to ignore that. So Debo plus Kyle is a good combination. I'm excited to see who Kyle does it with next year now. That's what I want. I want to see the next next piece that he's going to make blow up. Imagine that. You have Debo on the field. You have Kittle on the field. And Kyle's thinking, the guy that I'm going to make famous this year is this guy. I don't know who it's going to be, but I want to see it. That's fun. That makes football something to watch. And the cool thing about it is it doesn't all happen on week one it doesn't all happen in week three you're going to step back and be like holy shit this guy brandon Ayuk, really just had a 1400 <laughs> yard season and it was the quietest one out there ever you know what i'm saying like this no. these are things that can absolutely happen it can absolutely happen so i just think that we have to keep that in mind man we have to keep that in mind
3: well said um there's a couple of comments in here i'm going to get back to you but call callie says mike is a body language reader slash attorney mike is the johnny cochran of the faithful <laughs>
2: people told me i was going crazy with it so i stopped talking about those things on the actual nothing but niners platform i said i was going to start doing you know what cali my guy i'm going to start doing presser breakdowns again but i'm going to do it on the patreon my guy cali bro that would be
3: so that would be so fun i've watched so many of these body language analyzation nla you know whatever i I don't even know the word i'm saying right now analytics analytics breaking down body language and i Mm -hmm. find it so interesting the little looks to the side You know, Mm -hmm. shakiness, specifically with criminals. I I find these interrogations really
2: interesting. Not a plug. They're not paying us to say this, but there's a show on Netflix called I am a murderer. And it's all people who have been convicted of capital punishment, capital murder, sentenced to death row or on death row or life in prison. And they're interviewing these guys. I am so addicted to this show. Like it is, yo, me and my wife were sitting there watching the show and within, each one is like 45 minutes to an hour long. And this woman is sitting there talking about what happened and why she killed her husband. I was like, babe, she's lying. She was like, what? She was like, you don't think she was really getting abused? I said, no, maybe she was getting abused. I, I believe that. And then later on, they reveal like the truth and her own daughter was like, that's not what happened. <laughs> so I was like, just from just from like three minutes in, listening to this woman talk, I was like, she's lying. I'm, she is lying about what happened. And I have so much fun. like. I listen to murder mysteries. There's this, there's another podcast, not sports related. It's called case file. And they like take old cases and they talk about them and everything. You get a uh, insight on the people and everything. And you have to figure out who did it before the end of the episode. It's so much fun. It's so much fun, man. I mean, I, th- I'm into that kind of stuff. So yeah. Call me Cochran baby. Just, you know, don't have his money.
3: Yeah. For real. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a channel on YouTube. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's huge. They have, I don't know, Ten million subscribers, something wild like that. JCIS
2: Criminal Psychology. Have you heard of them? I heard of it, and I forgot the name of it, so I don't know. Haven't I'll seen send any you. Episodes.
3: I'll send you a link. Some of their videos have like two hundred million views, and they're like an hour plus, bro. And this guy goes into criminal interrogation tapes, and he breaks down. The, the most famous one he has is of um, Nicholas Nicholas Cruz uh, of the Stoneman Douglas in Florida, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shooting. And he, he's basically breaking down what it looks to look like you're faking having mental psychosis, and he the the you know
2: commentating. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Uh, yeah, please do. I love this kind of stuff, man. It, it gets yeah. me excited. I love that kind of stuff.
3: Uh, also, Bryce, I love Mister Bond. I watch that dude all the time. He just came out the podcast. That's a little more supernatural, though. It, it, that's not as much true crimey, but he, he's got good content too. Um, so, a couple questions here that I skipped over. We'll get back to. Uh, Mark Cisneros, OG Big Mike, will Kyle's offense this season be the closest play selection-wise to his Atlanta days?
2: Yes, I I, I do think so. Uh, but it's definitely going to have more to it. We have a, a quarterback who's a little bit more, no, a lot of it more <laughs> physically gifted than Matt Ryan. Um, and so what you're going to see here is a true number one wide receiver emerge with a guy like Trey Lance, someone that um, and it and it might not be a wide receiver. Let me let me let me rephrase that. You're gonna see a true number one pass catcher emerge from this offense this year, right? Um I got a lot of flack for saying that Debo wasn't even the best wide receiver on the 49ers. And people killed me for that. I said when it comes to running routes and ability, Debo's not that guy. It's Brandon Ayuk. The stats won't show that because he wasn't getting the targets. He was in the doghouse for half the year, da 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 right but if you step back and watch, right, I, someone told me, go and watch Larry Fitzgerald. The way he starts his routes, the stems, they all look exactly the same. You have no idea what route he's going to run. Right. And then you, when you do that, when you actually go and you watch how Larry Fitzgerald was running his routes, he wasn't the fastest guy. You know what I'm saying? He was big. He was big, but he wasn't the fastest guy. And it was so clean and so clear, so crisp that receivers didn't know which way he was going to break you know? And so, I mean, not receivers, uh, corners didn't know which way he was going to break. So they're hesitant. And when he catches them flat-footed, boom, he's gone. You can't go flat-footed against a wide receiver. You can't, right? Watch Brandon Ayuk. I'm not saying that he's on Larry Fitzgerald level. So please don't crucify me for, for saying that. Don't, don't put that on me. But he is clearly, in my opinion, he is clearly the best wide receiver on this roster. Uh, so I do think that we see some similarities with what we saw over there in atlanta what we have to do is get a burner though they had this guy uh damn what was the little guy's name over there fast as hell the receiver they had at that that year and julio's fast too don't get me wrong this guy was um Harry douglas maybe no it wasn't douglas oh my god i can't remember his name someone to type it in there I'm, I'm sure someone knows exactly who i'm talking about uh he had a very small role in the offense but when kyle needed someone to take a safety and make him bite just a couple yards in his direction. So he can get something else on the other side. He took advantage of it. And I think we see things like that happen. You will see wrinkles of what Kyle was doing over in Atlanta. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: I like that. Um, Charles Hayes, the second said Kyle did it with Matt Schaub too. That's Mm -hmm. a great point. Matt Schaub had a career year made people think he was a legit quarterback. Yes, sir. With Kyle Shanahan as Mm -hmm. the OC. Um, and yeah, I, I don't get this comment from, from my guy Jay here. Debo's the only player that loves the game, and he's still that guy on the sideline crying after a loss in the NFC Championship game. The only player that loves the game. We're being a little hyperbolic here. I think so.
2: I, this could this could be just Jay like wanting to disagree with what I'm saying. And and again, I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, Bosa, yeah, I was gonna say Bosa cried, uh, Staley cried in the locker room after the Super Bowl Like, th- listen, these guys aren't out there doing it if they don't love the game yeah, yeah. they're not out there doing it if they don't love the game so
3: yeah uh reaper cobra i think debo is going to be traded because of what michael Irvin said when he talked to him in the super bowl what, what did he say in the super bowl what did i miss
2: yeah reaper type that i, I want to know see here i go I'm, I'm learning more and more stuff man
3: <laughs> uh fernando hey mike aren't
2: you worried about mike McGlinchy? nope uh mike McGlinchy was having a phenomenal year i know people hated everything mike McGlinchey did the year before but prior to the injury Mike McGlinchey looked so much better. I saw the videos of him working out. Now I will say when he posted that old picture of him standing between those two people and he looked like a big ass string bean, I was a little nervous. But then he uh he went to his social medias and he posted his workouts and everything, and you can clearly see the weight is back on him. Uh he said what, he's uh three ten or something like that now, his weight. Yeah, just uh, as opposed bit, to yeah. the the two, the two seventy five, two eighty five in that picture that was posted. Um McGlinchy, it, it's you guys you guys had. Gage, that's who it was, Russell Gage. You guys have to go back and watch the uh, that video if you haven't seen it. It's out there. I'm not worried about Mike at all. I, And I actually, but did did we pick up his fifth year option? Yes, we did. This is this is gonna be his fifth year right here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we picked it up because the, that means that the Niners also saw the growth. You know, Mike McGlinchey. It's so weird, man. He would have an A plus game, and in the biggest moment, at the worst possible time, he would whiff, and that's all fans would remember. And I'm not mad at that because what have you done for me lately, right? We needed you to hold tight on this third and long and you let you let a sack happen. I'm not mad or upset at people coming down hard on Mike McGlinchey. I completely understand it. But we have to watch the full game. They don't pay him for just that last play. And he's got to get better on the last play. He's got to get better on the biggest play. He does. I'm not shooting him any kind of bail here. But he's better than what the narrative suggests. And he's also healthier and bigger than what that picture showed.
3: Yeah. Um, let's see, Kali, or Cali Ayuka's best pure receiver on our roster, but Debo is the most impactful player on our offense.
2: Absolutely, he is. Well said, Debo is the best offensive weapon on our offense right now. Yeah, absolutely, yep. I 100 agree with this. Yep, uh, hung fat. As long as it's
3: not Crime Junkie, I can't stand that one co-host on it. Laugh my ass off. She bugs. I've I've listened to it. Uh, my yeah. my girl really likes it, but we agree. I assume you're talking about Brit. And she's just, it's like, it's like airhead to the, what bugs me? Okay. well, Well, just a quick tangent real quick. You have a true crime podcast that's bringing in probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like one of the biggest ones, right? I think it was number one on, on Apple for like most of last year. You can't tell me that you go into these recordings knowing absolutely nothing. And to the point where you're like, Oh wow. Oh no. What happened? Oh, you know, it's like, and then and then at the end give me a credit of who wrote the script so clearly you know a little bit and you're reading off a script i don't know it, it bugs me no, well, it really
2: let, let me tell you from, from i have done this, nothing but niners uh 49ers gab i had students of the game i had Shit just got real or sjg i've been on i've done a lot of podcasts and i can tell you that people will sit down for a regular show it'll be three four five people and only one person has everything there and everyone's just reacting to what that person's saying. It is very possible, even with the script. Even with the script, it is absolutely possible. Unfortunately, people are like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I like I, I sent you guys what we were gonna be discussing. You have nothing to bring to the table, right? It happens, it does happen, so. And it doesn't matter how popular it is either. Like, it, <laughs> it happens.
3: Yeah, it, it's it's wild. Um, old School 415, oh yeah, also, uh. EJ, Hunter, and Taylor Joey said Taylor Gabriel.
2: Russell Gage was the recent guy. Kyle wasn't yeah. – I don't think Kyle was – it was Taylor Gabriel. That's 100% who it was. Sorry, shout out to Russell Gage, but who, it was Taylor Gabriel. If that
3: I remember him. correctly, he was also with him in Cleveland, right? And then he went to Atlanta when he kind of went yes. to Atlanta.
2: That's who it was. Yeah. That's the guy.
3: Uh, old school four five player. Ayuk will have a breakout season as Trey's deep threat assassin. We need Chris, Christian Watson add to the mix also. I'm going to put it here right now. There is absolutely no way he gets out of the first round. You're crazy. I don't think he does. I don't think, I think this is one of those rare occasions where we see these off-season workouts, uh, combines, etc., actually propel a player forward. We all talk about it like it happens all the time. Rarely draft Twitter and draft executives aren't as aligned. I think they're aligned on this guy. I think he doesn't make, I think he goes to Green Bay. I
2: Hold on. I hear my wife yelling at my dog. I just want to make sure he's not (laughs) acting up. Um, I'm going to speak a little low. I'll move closer to the microphone because I want to hear in case she calls me or something. Um, I hope you're wrong. I sincerely hope you're wrong. Since we drafted Trey Lance, I went back and watched the film on him, and I kept seeing number one just blocking well, uh, getting short passes, going crazy, long passes down the field, winning jump balls and all that stuff, size and everything. I hope you're wrong. I really do. And... She's still yelling at him. Our biggest hope here is uh, I'm going to go put the dog in the kennel. Uh, Our our biggest hope here is that the small school market helps the 49ers in this situation. That is that's our biggest our biggest thing. Give me literally take your time. Take your time.
3: No worries. I I agree. I, I think this is something that I hope I'm wrong. But for some reason, I just think Christian Watson, his hype, his stock has race so quickly and dramatically he does not make it make it pass green i mean just think of green bay it's like the perfect need for our fit excuse me they need a receiver big strong fast christian watson's there i think it fits perfectly um punk fat great show guys please do them more frequently Hey, man. whenever mike is willing to come on we love having him he's a fantastic guest um fernando hey zach what can you say about jimmy hanging out with that girl at the hooters did you see the picture I don't know if I saw specifically him hanging out with somebody at Hooters. I did see Jimmy with a few women, and if I remember correctly, he was shirtless. I forget who tweeted out the comparison to Trey Lance working out with teammates and Jimmy being shirtless with women, saying, you know, they're not the same. Jimmy can't really do anything right now, so I don't think it's a fair comparison. But it is interesting that, I don't know, make make of it what you will, I guess. He's out there having a good time.
2: Can I also try to... Use your platform to get some faithful off of Jimmy's back concerning the surgery. Of course. Really quick. Uh, So I I didn't like it. Excuse me. A lot of people were like, oh, he screwed the team by getting the surgery now and da 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 da. I can tell you guys that 90% of the NFL players have vacations booked for the moment that their season is over. The moment their season is over, they know they're not going to the Pro Bowl or whatever. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to enjoy this vacation. Jimmy didn't want to be on vacation in a sling, guys. I don't think it had anything to do with trying to screw the team over, trying to get an injury guarantee or any of that, because he also knows that there was offset language in his contract. Jimmy wants to play. He wants to make more than $7.5 million. His agent wants him to make more than $7.5 million. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not worried about Jimmy, um, and I don't think he tried to screw the team. Did it screw the team? Yeah, a little bit. Kyle and, and uh, Lynch both went to the podium and said straight up, like, uh, we had trade talks and everything, but it made teams hesitant to pull the trigger following the surgery. So <clears throat> it's not a knock on him. He's going to go out there. He's he's an attractive man. He's he's a young man. And as far as I know, he's not committed to anybody. Let him go out there and do his thing. Get it so, wet, wrap
3: up. Fernando had asked me uh, what I thought about him. Hey, now, I hadn't seen this picture until now. And this <laughs> is from 49ers News and Opinions on Twitter. Um, look, this could be as simple as she's a fan. She asked him for a picture. Why was he out of Hooters?
2: I don't know. The wings. They have, they have good wings. They have good food. They have good. And, wings. and oh, they're crab legs. Let me tell you guys, I had never had crab legs before I went to Hooters. Ruined my life. <laughs> Absolutely ruined my life. I love crab legs. Shout out to Hooters. I was a regular yo, I would walk into Hooters and the girls would be like, Oh, can you sit in my section? Cause I also tip well. i someone who worked in the service industry and relied on tips and everything. I tip very well. I'll go out and it'll be a sixty dollar meal and I'm giving a hundred bucks. Like You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how I am. Like I've always and and I hated it, but you know, I I have always tipped well. Um, there's nothing wrong with this guy going up. These guys have lives outside of football. And Jimmy, you have to remember, like Zach said, he can't throw. Even if he wanted to, he can't. So we can't we can't look for reasons to keep hating on this guy. Uh the Niners have made it clear that he's not the guy going forward. Um Kyle said, uh, damn, what did he say? Um last year Trey Lance wasn't in a position. Uh, or wasn't able to beat out Jimmy this year. He has a better shot at that. Uh, Kyle made it very clear. So it's not, it's not, it's not Jimmy's team. Let him go out and enjoy himself. Let him, you know, take pictures with fans and everything, and keep doing subway commercials that are terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reaper Cobra. He said to get his money and to get the most money out of the team, and he said to stay with the Niners. And he looked at him the wrong way. Like Debo did not like that. That's in regards to what Michael Irvin told Debo Samuel.
2: Oh, he said to get, oh, okay. So Irvin told Samuel, get your money, get the most money out of the team. And he said to stay. Oh, but Irvin did say stay with the 49ers. And then Debo gave him a, a weird look, apparently. Oh. See, God, body language. I got to see it. I got to see it. Yeah, hey, man. man. Listen, I'm 49ers Mike underscore NFL on Twitter. Shoot me a DM with that. I might not see it, but at me and say, Mike, I sent it to you because if I don't follow you on Twitter already, uh, there's, oh, it was right there. Oh, go oh, ahead. Was, go was, ahead. No, my handle was right there. Yeah, yeah, right there. There it is. That's my handle right there. Uh, shoot me, shoot me a DM and then at me and say, Mike, I got it. Cause I don't look at my DM requests. It's a lot in there. And I, I don't, I'm sorry, guys. I don't, I don't see it. If you don't give me a heads up. So. Yeah.
3: All right, we're going to be wrapping things up here shortly, guys. Truth is NDSU colors match Packers colors too. Exactly, exactly. It all all lines up. Uh, Charles Hayes is second. Even if Christian Watson goes second round, we don't pick at the top of the second round anyway, so we still probably miss out on him. Well, that's the thing.
2: There's probably seven or eight wide receivers graded higher than Christian Watson before the combine. Yes, before the (laughs) combine, right? Um, How many wide receivers are going to go before there? You know what I'm saying? How many, how many wide receivers are gonna go in those first those first 65 picks? I don't I don't know. Four don't or know. five, maybe? Right. So if only four or five go, I think I think we can get them, man. Let me ask you this question really quick. Um uh Eric Crocker, friend of the show, friend of our shows, right? Mm-hmm. Buddy of ours, he uh he had this really, really high grade on DK Metcalf. And he went at the end of the second, if I'm not mistaken. Um do you think, do you think? Metcalf lived up to the hype that crocker put on him
3: uh that's tough um no
2: right that's my point and that's why i think a guy like christian Watson can still fall the big fast guy doesn't always get drafted right away now the, the, unfortunately when they start watching the film on him he's good so yeah. he might go higher i'm just hope i'm hoping we get him if we can get him that would be phenomenal man yeah. oh man that would be great i, think- I don't think I don't think the Niners take safety with their first pick, just so you guys know. Yeah.
3: I, I think the main difference though is that DK, it was like trying to convince yourself that you're seeing something good because he looks so good off the field. We saw that picture where he was sculpted and ripped like a damn Greek yeah, statue. No,
2: yeah, this guy was his made size, out of
3: size. Sure. But then there was also the argument of like, oh, his three cone and his combine times. So you were kind of like battling it out. I think with Christian Watson, everything lines up. It's you're not air. Yeah, there's nothing where you're like, oh, the only negative maybe is it was a small school. And that's kind of been defeated in the last five years because we've seen players from small schools still come in and wreck the league. So it's not even really that much of an issue. Um, Callie says, I want to go to Hooters for the chicken wings.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, okay, me too. Um, I hate their shorts at Hooters, but I do want to say. If you go to Hooters and you get the wings, order them naked. The naked wings at Hooters are way better than the the heavily breaded, the, the breaded stuff, man, tore my stomach up.
3: <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> no, you're good, Fernando. No need to apologize. Sorry, Zach, just want to know your thoughts about it. Always send your thoughts. Always send your questions. We love it, man. Uh, Rich Hidalgo says fans are too emotional. That is an evergreen statement. Evergreen statement. Fans will never not be too emotional.
2: I try to, like, shake the moniker of the Forty ers I hate when people say it, like, outside of the fan base. But, goddamn, I get it. Like, <laughs> I get well, it. I understand it.
3: I had a Rams fan commenting in our Rams-Niners postgame matchup recap from the playoffs talking crap. And he was going in and laughing at us, like, oh, I can't believe you guys are being this, you know, like, talking crap about the Rams, like, you guys are trash. And I'm like, first of all, we're talking about three months ago. Like, who has the time? If my team won the Super Bowl, I'm not going back to another team's fan's YouTube account. Right. And talk, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird for them to call they Niners to, fans, minors
2: They have to pay pound their chest because we've owned them for the last three seasons in a row. Yeah. And so because of that, they were like, oh, we finally got you guys. Ha ha. Like they they have to. You got to give you got to let them have it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Is this. Yep. That's what they have. That's all they. Have. We have a, a Don Burr. Have you ever had Don Burr? Oh in yeah, a million okay. times. A million okay, times. so that's what I'm saying. Fans of other teams are gonna jump in and they, you know, they're gonna try to get theirs off yeah. when they can. So yeah, I, I uh, like that though. That is a, that's healthy though because they're not disrespectful. They come yeah. in, they talk their shit about their team, but they're never disrespectful. So I, I like it.
3: Fernando asks Mike, "Do you still think the Niners take a D deep lineman?"
2: That was what I thought was gonna be the top pick, and if Christian. If if Christian Watson is gone and their top center isn't on the board, then yes, I think they go defensive lineman first. Yes. And I know fans don't want to hear that because that's like, but you got to look at who our GM is. You got to look at the philosophy of the Niners team. Um you know, this is this is another reason I think it could be a wide receiver, though. And, and whether it's Christian Watson or not. It could be a wide receiver, and this is, this is why I'm going to say that. The defense didn't disappoint last year. Unfortunately, it was Kyle. It was Kyle and the offense that really, really let us down. You go back to the games that we lost. You go back to the, the postseason. The offense was so stagnant. The offense, the, do you guys realize in that Packers game that the, the the defense was responsible for 13 points? Now, I know you're going to say, wait, 13 points? What are you talking about, Mike? Look at the score. Listen to this. There was the block field goal. Yeah, that's three. That's a three point swing right there, right there. Then you have the block punt for a touchdown. All right, that's special teams. Fine. All right. So let me let me change it. The special defense teams,
3: special teams is usually yes, but
2: yeah, as one. It, my point is it wasn't the offense. It was not the offense. Yeah. So uh, Kyle has to hold up his end of the deal. It starts with getting a better quarterback. Check that box off now, and it starts with. Uh, the the quarterback and then it's also going to be about having a complimentary assault of, of weapons you know what i'm saying and it's it's time for us to get that yeah you, um, you blocked <laughs> i did you blocked
3: he was them? he was getting a little disrespectful with it. i had to block them i don't oh, block, i don't block too many people here
2: he, when um, he starts drinking he he he. well i'm I'm assuming he's drinking I, i'm hoping <laughs> he was drinking you know what i'm saying because he, he's been a little flagrant sometimes but you know.
3: yeah yeah uh truth what was the name ready to go he's pretty obnoxious Rams fan no it was uh i can tell you right now actually it was uh jerry cantrell i've seen
2: guy, i've seen that name i think i was talking. a moron
3: with all due respect jerry if you're watching this video as well with hey all i told him i told him moron yeah i told the you here you might as well subscribe bro mm-hmm. <laughs> you're here watching another team's content yeah. hit like hit subscribe we appreciate it absolutely uh, Let's see. Mike said Jimmy was the reason we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I heard it on nothing but Niners. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with
2: that. Um, yeah. I'm not I, I, I'm i not running away from that take either. Yeah, like absolutely. The, the, the offense, he, he couldn't deliver. The offense was so stagnant. We were terrible. Yeah. The offense was terrible. You hold that hype. Look at the teams we played and look at what they averaged throughout the entire season. We held three of the top five scoring teams in the NFL to a total of 47 points. Did you hear what I just said? As we held three of the top five scoring teams in the NFL to 47 points. We barely won one game and we lost the other one. Come on, bro. Come on, man. No, I'm sorry. Jimmy and Kyle didn't do enough.
3: Unfortunately, it really does seem like that was the case. Um, we're going to be wrapping things up here shortly, guys. Richard Algo says, I met in the way that they're harassing and threatening players that want to get paid while they can. They don't play forever. Yeah, this is in regards to the uh, fans are too emotional. Um, yeah. Mike, I had titled the stream as well. Trey Lance is, again, reassured that he's the starting quarterback. Yes. Do you think anything outside of what the 49ers paid to get him and all of the noise regarding Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be said to reassure Trey Lance that he is the starting quarterback this year.
2: I think the team has made it very clear to him and uh, nothing was more evident. I I mentioned it uh, about 20 minutes ago. Uh, Kyle, there was that at the, at the owner's meeting or whatever it was where Kyle did that outdoor interview. Uh, Talk about body language. Anyway, um, he said that uh, Trey Lance knows exactly what the plan is and he's, he's ready and he's prepared and uh, we are prepared. And Kyle also said, We do believe Trey Lance is ready. That's why we tried to trade Jimmy. He didn't beat around the bush. You can't say it any plainer, this is Trey Lance's team. I don't think he's second-guessing it at all. That's why he's putting in the work that he's putting in right now instead of being on vacation and at Hooters. You know what I'm saying? So,
3: yeah. Uh, Fernando, I'm excited. 11 more days till draft day. Hope to see you guys. We will definitely be live. Even though the 49ers don't have a first-round pick, I know. We'll are you be going like, live on day one? I think we are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we are. Are <laughs> I've you?
2: Been, I've been torn. I don't know. Man. So here, here's like I, I, I don't know. So I have a, I have a hotel suite like we did last year, right? Tony and I were in the same building. Um, Streamyard has this brand new feature where you can do multiple angles from the same thing. So oh, like what? If you hook, yeah, if you, yeah. See, you didn't even know that, did you? If you hook up another camera and you hit the share button. You can put two angles on at the same time. So we have this big draft board oh, we're going to have and everything. Yeah, baby. So we're going to have this big draft board and everything. We're going to be out there doing our thing. I just, I might go live on the first day of the draft, but I'm going to be complete. I'm not going to care what's happening. The Niners same, don't have enough. Same. They don't have enough to trade up. I'm not going to be excited about anything. I might go live just to see if Christian Watson gets taken before the Niners. I mean, in the first round, like that's, that's it. I made a bet with Tony that he doesn't get taken in the first round. Hey, we'll see. If you, if you
3: end up not going live, you want to hop on, you're more than welcome to hop on with us, definitely. I
2: might. I actually might take you up on that yeah. offer.
3: Uh, let's count down. Hey, Mike, make sure to you get your pizza. What type of pizza do you guys like?
2: Uh, so I've been doing this new diet. I've been working out and everything and trying to get in shape because we have this, uh, my wife and I never got a um, a honeymoon after we got married. We got married the cheap way. We were looking to buy a house. So we said, no big wedding. Let's go down to the courthouse. That also meant no honeymoon. Well, we're going to uh, Cancun in November to December, like the end of November, beginning of December, we're going out there. And uh, I am trying to walk around as naked as possible on the beaches (laughs) when I get down there. Uh, So pizza right now is not at the top of my list because I'm trying to stay away from dairy products. However, uh, one of my favorite pizzas is a tomato pie. I don't know if you guys have that kind of stuff in Cali. I went out there and your pizza was like thicker than this box here. I've never... Bro, I ordered a a pizza out there and they gave it to me with a fork and a knife. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. Talk about like deep dish, like holy smokes. Uh, Tomato pie, though, out here in uh, Jersey and Pennsylvania where I am. It's uh, the thinnest of crust. It's a lot of sauce on there. And they just put a couple of drops of whatever. I don't know if it's mozzarella or what, but it's just a couple Mm -hmm. of drops of cheese on it. That I I love that. That is absolutely my favorite, uh, my favorite type of pizza.
3: Yeah. Uh likewise with Mike, I've had pizza three times since July. Yeah. Um, and I was a big boy. I was having pizza probably once every other week. Yeah. And yeah. My, mind you, I live with my fiance. She doesn't like pizza. She can't have pizza. So I would literally get pizza just for me. Um, but I've lost about 60 pounds since July. My and I tried to cut it out. I know you can still eat it, but I have zero yeah. self-control. So I would just eat the whole damn pizza. Yeah. Um but I've had it. Actually, I had it yesterday. I went to my nephew's second birthday party. Happy birthday, Elijah! Um, there you go. At my brother's house, and they had some cheese pizza. I got that. I had it in Thanksgiving. What's a weird Thanksgiving meal? I know it's what my mom had though. And then uh, my girl's little brother had pizza for his birthday party in November as well. So those are the three times I've had pizza in the last yeah. eight months. But I, yeah. I just, hey man, a standard round table
2: pepperoni pizza. That's that's my shit right there. I am a uh, lactose intolerant mofo, but I'm telling you back in my day, I would throw down. I, y'all just have that to sense. deal with the gas when I'm done. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, Do you use lactate? No, I, that shit didn't work for me. Bro, I listen, to, I, I love cereal. I haven't had a bowl of cereal in God knows how long. We tried almond milk. We tried lactate. You tried oat milk? I haven't tried oat.
3: That's oat. that's the one thing that we drink because we can't have milk either. Get Oatly oat milk. It's it's the yeah. most similar thing. that I'll send you a picture of it. It's the most similar thing to normal milk that i've ever okay. had
2: i will have to check that
3: out because i can't man, do soy i can't do almond i can't do any of that shit all that milk stuff had the same effect similar. on me
2: all of it had the same Oof. effect on me and when i took lactate pills here's the thing right i, I wasn't oh, this sounds nasty i wasn't gassy but i felt bloated still yeah yeah. yeah. i think it gassy but it was like my body was holding everything and i didn't like that feeling either so um i tried almond milk it tastes great almond milk is incredible as far as taste you know but oh man i couldn't do it yeah, yeah.
3: even melissa's uh me up here on oat milk i'll send you a picture of it um guys i think that's gonna do it i gotta go have some dinner get ready for another crappy week at work
2: (laughs) mike any final words here no man uh guys listen man uh if you are here from nothing but niners uh and this is your first time here with us at 49ers hive please 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 subscribe 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 these guys are putting work you get great content from uh zach and matt all the time um and we're I I can't, I don't, I don't like announcing stuff beforehand. but we're working on some stuff. We're working on some stuff. This this is one of my favorite channels on, uh, on as far as 49ers content. So, uh, we're working on some stuff. So make sure you guys subscribe. If you enjoyed this show, you're going to have a lot more like this coming your way. So make sure you guys are subscribed and, uh, just be patient. I'm going to remind everybody as often as I can. You don't win a super bowl during free agency. You don't win it during the draft and you don't win it week one. So be patient guys. Uh, it's okay to overreact we have a show called overreactions immediately following games but at a certain point once you get it off your chest you got to reel it back in step back and look for room to improve so that those are my final thoughts
3: i appreciate the kind words and yeah 24-hour rule that's kind of what we got to go by good or bad use it the same way um we got a last second super chat from my guy sean yeah mike Oat milk is exactly like dairy, except just different. <laughs> just saying, be blessed. Yeah.
2: It's good, Happy man. Easter, Sean. Happy Easter, Sean. That's Happy my guy Easter. right there.
3: Thank you, everybody. We appreciate all the super chats. Hope you all have a fantastic – hope you had a fantastic Easter. Thank you very much. Also, you can now find our audio – I'll get to you real quick. Uh, we can now find our audio strictly on the BSPN network for bay sports podcasting network um i've linked them in the description you can also find them on twitter all of our audio will be exclusively on there so go shout them out go check them out as well
2: i got a question a minute tops go ahead do go ahead. you do you think it's weird that the niners haven't tweeted out anything at all concerning debo like they're watching this guy burn in the public eye do you think that they haven't said anything on purpose like this is helping us in negotiations or?
3: I think they do think it's helping them, but I also think that that's just kind of their M.O. Um, Remember when pay George Kittle, that hashtag went took off. They didn't do anything regarding acknowledging it. And then after they paid him, they put out that social media video acknowledging the fact that they knew what was happening the whole time. So they could probably see it behind the scenes, but they're probably like, hey, it's not affecting us negatively. It might affect him negatively, but. And maybe that's the little extra pressure that he they feel might urge Debo to sign. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I like that. I like that. I've been thinking about it a lot. And I felt like if they wanted to, they could get some of these fans off of his back. And I think it's interesting that they're choosing not to. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: All right, guys. uh, Real quick. Shout out to this video sponsor. We only got one sponsor for you tonight because of the lack of time bet us go shout out go check out BetUS, the link in the description they have a ton of different promos going on right now you got to take advantage of um specifically i'm going to shout out the mlb home run promo where you get a 25 dollars casino chip for every home run your batter hits again the link is in the description go sign up with bet us support our sponsors because they support us thank everybody for tuning in huge thank you to mike again for joining us Have a great night, everybody, and have a fantastic week. We will see you next week.
0: This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising a Another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com. Backslash blue wire.